This is a Rooster Teeth production. To all you solars, fly on into the stinky dragon, drink up our latest dram, slay on target. It's a mixture of searing sunny D, magic resistant rum, and angelic arrow amaretto. Just make sure you sip slowly on this celestial sauce or else you might be needing a designated wingman. Previously, our adventurers were reunited with an Urbloom ally, Meld Manor. Back from the future, Mel delivers some dire news to Kyborg about Entropa and an axis of evil called the Tetragogues. Next, the party visited the Temple of Daya to learn more about the diagems from Pastor Ocean, but were first met with a squadron of squadrons set from Quadron. But one silver lining, it seems, is that Boulder Ray has a new mayor, Brink Tussler. Fold your feathers and stow your bows, because it's time for a stinky show. All hail Brink Tussler. Yeah. All hail Mayor Tussler, our uh, favorite Brink. Best friend of the infinite. Best friend. He does seem like he likes us. Not to like break the, the fourth wall, but like I think Texas could do worse than voting <laughs> Eric Bedour <laughs> as our governor. I want Eric Bedour as our governor. I would love Eric Bedour to run in some type of Just politics. give him a month. Because he's a no BS kind of attitude. That's very true. Eric Badu, of course, the voice for Brink Tussler for uh, yes. the uninitiated uh, listeners. There's really no acting involved. It sounds just like how he would <laughs> yeah. deliver normal dialogue. Yeah. And I think uh, Blaine's relationship with Eric is very similar to that of Kyborg and Brink. <laughs> Best friend. Best friend. Yeah, yeah. You'd like to think so. Well, what are we doing? Well, you know, this is episode 55 of Tales from the Stinky Dragon. Whee! In order to commemorate episode 55, Tales from the Stinky Dragon, everyone make a constitution check. All right. Check or save? Check. Including people listening. And by that day, <laughs> you need to go tell your friend and leave us a review. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't rolled that dice in a while. 17 for Bart. Almost the same thing, but just seven. 20. 11. Why are we rolling constitution? Is it worth a, a lucky? Gum Gum did a save. <laughs> oh, you said constitution save, didn't he? Constitution check. Did you it's, say save or check? I check. check. Do you even, notice, do you notice what all the other ones say? Can you look at all the other three rolls? What'd they say? So you need to m- m- subtract probably some three. stuff. Mine, so mine's 17. Okay, so we got Mud with a 7, Bart with a 17, Gum Gum with a 17, and Kyborg with an 11. Mud has dysentery. <laughs> well, close. You see, Mud, you passed out after the first sip of your drink and missed out on most of the party last night. In fact, Aww. you're still passed out. Mud doesn't drink, so I think Mud actually like faked it and uh, went upstairs to be a- alone and away from everybody. Maybe you you over-caffeinated. You got a little too jittery. Yeah, that's more in line. You got picked heart up someone, someone else's drink accidentally and drank someone. Oh. Well, and then immediately spit out and go, ew, no, and left. And yeah. then yeah, passed out. And now he's still <laughs> sick from the one mistaken uh, sip. Kyborg... You were able to guzzle down a few beverages, but unable to keep them down. You hurled them up, and now your head is spinning, and your clothes are stinky. That sounds pretty accurate to me in real Uh-oh, life. Uh-oh, stinky. Ah. Bart and Gum Gum, both of you got a 17. Uh, you knocked a fair few back, and you both even won a drinking contest against a local Goliath named Teak Tack. But then you promptly engulfed a bucket of water. You wake up without a headache, but your bladder is about to burst, both of you. 
Mm, good thing I wear this diaper. <laughs> I need that to be said in Bart's voice. Uh, good thing I wear this diaper, <laughs> just I, in case. There it is. My depends. <laughs> Could Gum Gum run to the window? Uh, you know. Sure, Gum Gum knows where a toilet is. He's a simple go. boy, but he knows I where the loo is. It. No. Someone walking outside going, la, 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 la. Ah! <laughs> Well, speaking of a window, you all look around and realize you're still in the Throne Gauntlet Tavern, along with the rest of Volderay, it would seem. Several passed out patrons are snoring atop tables, booths, and the bar. <clears throat> Someone clears their throat, but you're unable to find the source. I, I, I thought, thought that, that was, was real. Yeah. I was like, oh, I guess it's really clear. Huh? All you see are closed eyes and drooling faces. <clears throat> Dr. Ahem? Yes? You look up and you see Dr. Ahem <clears throat> sitting atop a wooden chandelier, slowly oh. swaying back and forth. How'd he get there? Uh, I might have gotten carried away last night, uh, quite literally. I'm not sure how I got all the way up here, but would someone mind helping me down, please? I, I can guarantee you uh, I did not do that. I think I did. I can take aim at the chain holding up that thing and then uh, fire at it to, to lower him down. You're, aren't you passed out? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm awake. I'm soberish. You're vomiting. I was vomiting. <laughs> I'm done with that now. I can fire in a bow and arrow at Dr. Ahem to I get him down. I feel like we could also just, uh, I could get on Gum Gum's shoulders and help him down that or way. I fire a bow and arrow. You'll tell me. It's up to you guys. There are ways to solve things other than shooting arrows at them. When your only tool is a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. I shoot a bow and arrow at the thing, the thing holding All this. All right, thing. make an attack roll. <laughs> oh my God. 23. All right, yeah, you hit it. Go ahead and roll damage. Yeah, you're going to hurt him, dude. <laughs> Could I try and can I get 13. underneath it and try and catch it? Yes, make a dexterity check, Gum Gum. <laughs> Thank you, Gum Gum. And Kybor, you're welcome. Oh, that was a one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> you you oh. slam into him instead of catching him. Yeah, Kybor glooses an arrow that strikes the rope holding up the chandelier perfectly, severing it. Uh, dropping both the chandelier and Dr. Ham to the ground. Gum Gum uh, darts out, quickly trying to catch Dr. Ham, uh, but misjudges and Dr. Ham falls on Gum Gum's head, knocking them both to the floor. Uh, Gum Gum, you take... Well, yeah, there's going to be damage. Gum Gum, you take four points of damage from uh, Dr. Ham falling on you. Oof, nice catch. <laughs> so wait, did I break his fall? You did. Okay. If we have been either passed out or went to sleep, do we get a long rest? Oh, yeah. Everyone gets a long rest except for Mud uh, because uh, your constitution check was not very good. I'm Aww. sober. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You took an accidental sip of someone's drink. It did not sit well with you. you so did what not, do I get? Nothing. You didn't get any rest last night. Oh. Mud goes back to bed. You're, you're all going to have to deal with this. <laughs> I'm making a character choice. I, I didn't get any sleep last night. I'm going to bed. You guys deal with whatever's happened today with the diagems without me. I got, I got him. Someone's grumpy in the morning. <laughs> Someone did woke not up on the wrong side any of bed. sleep. Someone's a, a little grumpy pants. Uh oh. Somebody stinky. only uh -oh, has half. Somebody only has half their health right now, and, and I'm worried about what's happening for the rest of the day. Someone needs a nap. Uh, power could nap. I? Uh, am okay. I near mud right now? Yeah, you all are still in the in the like the common area of the throne gauntlet. Could I uh, cast cure wounds on him? Yeah, maybe that'll stop his whiny mouth. Maybe. Can I come up behind him and just start massaging his shoulders? Like, <laughs> sure. Really. Like, here you go, bud. Make a medicine check, Gum Gum. Mud Ooh. turns into something that can get away from Gum Gum. <laughs> I'm going to dip an arrow into a healing potion an and then shoot it in. 
you get 16 points of health back from me. Oh, wow. What level did you... did you? I did it at the third level. Oh, okay. And yeah. you get an extra one point back from a therapeutic massage from Gum Gum. What so about seven. my healing arrow? <laughs> no, <laughs> you're not shooting an arrow at me. So so you had 17. If you start yes, shooting 17. things at me, I will no, start no, 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 shooting no, things John, at you. I won't, but oh, I... Oh, no, this would be a healing shot. <laughs> no, no, I won't shoot anything, but I do want to ask, does that exist? Can you shoot... Are, do healing arrows exist? I'm sure someone's probably homebrewed something like that. Uh, I'm sure if you wanted to, we could work out something. Listeners at home, if you want to make a homebrew thing and submit it to Tales from Stinky Dragon at Stinky Dragon Pod. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, like come up with some healing arrows or something or a quiver that makes healing arrows. That's Oh, that sounds so much I fun. I cast Goodberry and heal myself the rest of the way up. I'm at full health. Yay. I don't have all my spell slots, but at least have health. Can I have a berry? No, I ate them all. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I haven't <laughs> had breakfast yet. Can I have a berry? No. I cast poison spray. <laughs> He's a skunk. M- Mud's hissing in the corner eating berries like an yeah. animal. <laughs> Mud's gone full feral, and if you approach me anymore, I'm going to conjure animals on top of you. Micah just pointed out that he actually did create a bow that could cause healing in Pious Pass. Really? Yeah, the the brew bow. Oh, and I just didn't buy it yeah, then? Yeah, it was, it was in, in the shop. I, I think uh, Gum Gum broke it. Sounds like your problem. Sorry. Yeah, No, it's you guys' problems. I could have been a support character, but no, nah, it's fine. I'll just shoot regular That's what you got me guys. for. All right. Little right. Bardy boy. I won't step on your... <laughs> That's what you got me for, and I start giving I start giving Bard a massage too. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'm at full HP. Anybody else just feel heat coming from like the pop filter in the mic because like there's no AC here? So I just feel my hot breath. Oh, it's so hot. The air conditioner is broken. And the, the, breaking the fourth wall. The air conditioner is oh, broken you, in you the room. Oh, you or cut it that, out. I'm uh, just saying like. We're recording it right I can now. actually feel like my face is getting warm. Yeah, I'm really glad I wore a hoodie today. I, what are you doing? Because <laughs> it's usually cold <laughs> <Okay>. in here. <laughs> Dr. Ahem pipes up. It says, ah, uh, thank you, Gum Gum. Uh, now, where did my wheelie chair run off to? I got it. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> just then, Melden Duncan walk out from the kitchen sipping on coffee. Duncan lifts onto the bar a pitcher of freshly brewed black coffee as large as his red scaly body. Meld comes out from behind the bar rolling a familiar chair. Perfect timing, Meld. Thank you. Hey, Doc, Meld was just filling me into the conversation you both had last night. Sounds groundbreaking. Hmm. A conversation? Oh, right. Yes, of course. I've had Atten and Dant working on that all night. In fact, they're probably waiting for us in the lab as we speak. Into, I mean, infinite. Uh, sorry. Mel and I have a surprise for you all. Wow. Wow, it sounds so weird seeing hearing that. I think it sounds just right. Long overdue. I do feel bad, though. Atten and Dant are robots, but I feel like they should have been invited to the party. It's pretty sad that they didn't get a... No, they're, they're busy working. Mm. They're happiest when they're hard at work. They should unionize. Kyborg feels connected to him because he's part robot. I like that our first official... <laughs> the first thing we did as Infinites was Drink. break the bar's chandelier. Yep. Why did you say we? Yeah, we. All of us collectively well, sharing the responsibility. <laughs> That's right. I mean, we are. Yeah, it was what happened. No. That's what I, happens I, when you're a team. <laughs> Everything you do is together. Uh, Dr. Ahem looks around and says, oh, shh, shh, shh. We should probably be quiet. He points over in the corner and you see a, a slumbering Goliath. He says, we don't want to wake up Teak Tack. Teak Tack? Is the drunk the local The one that you master. beat the drinking game with. Oh. Uh, why, why, why shouldn't we want to wake him? You know, it's like the old saying goes, never wake a sleeping Goliath. <laughs> I don't like that laugh. I don't know what that was. <laughs> that was me laughing. I'd like to strike to... that laugh from the record, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 that made me laugh, but then I tried to keep it in character. 
So I, I can, we, can we just take that and repeat it over and over again? <laughs> so that, that'll, be our laugh, that'll be our laugh track for the show. You can just sample it for the next like uh, track he makes. Just like a nice, it's a nice rhythm. <laughs> well, now I want to hear everyone's laugh in character. Uh, I don't know if I can laugh as much as forced with the prompt. Yeah, how do you do a, a laugh with an accent? It's just, it? it's not, it's, hey, 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 there's hey, no hey, accent hey, to your hey, laugh. Hey. There's no accent. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a I went French in my head too. I was thinking the only one I could think of where there's an accent. No, no. <laughs> what happens next? Oh, it's, oh, it's, it's a, be quiet. Uh, roll for stealth. That's up to you guys. What are you going to do? Uh, oh, 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 I want to get a pot of water from the kitchen. I quickly, put, I quickly and, and quietly head to the door. I don't care what he's about to say. hand inside of it. I'm, I'm heading to the door. <laughs> I'm heading to the Mud's door. Mud's heading to the door. Kyborg's heading to the kitchen. Gum Gum and uh, Bart, what are you two up to? What are we up to? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I guess, like, what's our next mission? What do we got to do? Go to attack P's bed. Dr. Ahem is, uh, making his way to the door along with Mel. Okay, uh, I want to grab a quick cup of coffee. Yeah, go for it. And then, uh, then run to the door. Is there a to-go cup in here? Duncan offers you one of the regular mugs in the bar. Yeah, take it. I I know where you live. (laughs) What's a medieval to-go cup? I just need, I just need a sippy cup so I don't spill. (laughs) Is this like a filler episode where we get to, like, remodel our rooms that didn't No, I'm sure there's actually plenty of things we should have been doing already. Oh, there's a lot to be done. You guys are just Okay, I also want to take a coffee. Do we have time for me to put his hand into a big Sure, why not? Uh, You're going to have to make a stealth check. They'll do a stealth and a sleight of hand check for me. I'm following Bart, by the way. Okay. It's a 12. Are you getting coffee too? I don't think y'all, I'm allowed to get coffee. That's up to you. How dexterous is a Goliath? What, <laughs> what, what happens to Gum like... when he drinks coffee? Okay. Yeah, you, uh, you managed to, to quietly move around and get your tub of warm water, I presume. Okay. And here's a sleight of hand. That's a 21. Ooh, you slight his hand into that warm <laughs> container of water. <laughs> you chuckle to yourself and then I presume you head to the door? I leave, uh, I briskly walk with my coffee. <laughs> If I'm allowed to have coffee, Gum Gum will have some, but... Who wouldn't allow you to, from having coffee? I do, because he's too young. He's, he's he's a little boy. You're too busy dealing with uh, Teak Tech's hand. You can't stop him. I'll let... Here, how about I get a cup of coffee and I let Gum Gum smell it? Okay. Speaking of age, how old are you, Bart? I never thought about that. Bart doesn't give away his age. Bart doesn't give away his age. I'm 16 now, by the way. Old enough. <laughs> You're 16 now? You had a birthday? I thought you were 15. I think I went up a birthday. Oh. I think. We missed the episode where His we celebrate. <laughs> he's hitting puberty. We sell. We forgot to celebrate Gum Gum's birthday. I forgot too. That was a whole episode arc. We'll have to have a, a one shot for that. Gum Gum's birthday. Gum Gum's birthday heist. Oh. All right. Uh, you all make your way up to Infinite HQ via the Boulder Way ramps and eventually head down to Dr. M's lab. You walk through the door and a thick layer of humidity sweeps over you. In the back, you see a long table with a wooden planter filled with moist soil and familiar purple petaled flowers, deja violets. About 10 feet above the table, you spot Anton and Dent leaning over a catwalk, drizzling water onto the flowers. Dr. Ahem explained. Last night, Mel and I were discussing what fortuitous times we find ourselves in with Entropa and these tetragogs. It seems we are headed for an apocalyptic future, but we don't have enough answers to make a plan of attack. So, first, we must ask the right questions. And to do that, we must look to the past. Dr. Ahem rolls his chair toward the back of the room. Meld was kind enough to provide a small sampling of these flowers that we've been propagating. 
He reaches under the table. You all make your way up to Infinite HQ via the boulderway ramps and eventually head down to Dr. Ahem's lab. You walk through the door and a thick layer of humidity sweeps over you. What? What? In the back, you see long table with it's wooden planters filled violence. with moist soil and familiar purple petal flowers. <sighs> right. Sorry about that. Still waking up, it seems. Guys, Gus is broken. <laughs> Would one of you spellcasters mind reaching underneath the table for that bowl? Yes. <laughs> uh, can I do What it? are you going to do? I'm reaching for the bowl. Yeah. Oh, oh just like physically. Vi- oh, yeah. You all make your way up to Infinite HQ via the boulderway ramps and eventually head down to Dr. Ahem's lab. You walk through the door and a thick layer of humidity sweeps over you. In the back, you see a long table with a wooden planter filled with moist soil and familiar purple petal flowers. <clears throat> Once again, if a spellcaster wouldn't mind reaching under the uh, table. Mage hand. Yes, that's what I was. <laughs> Barbara and I have been having a conversation <laughs> over the table. Just, the ellipse. Mage hand. What? <laughs> All right, so uh, what do you do? You uh, you cast mage hand there, Bart? Yeah, to reach under the table to grab the bowl. Sure, you cast mage hand and set it underneath the table. It grabs a terracotta pot and brings it back to you. It looks to be filled with dirt and small purple pips. Thank you, Bart. As you know, deja violets are unique flowers that are naturally saturated with chronomancy. As such, they don't just grow like most flowers, they also shrink. After they have fully bloomed as flowers, they eventually shrink back to seeds. You all can see the bowl here. Don't worry though, their potency is quite limited as seeds. You can touch them. These seeds have been fertilized in a compost derived from the same roots I used for the Dreamery experiment. Like the Dreamery, they will allow you to visit the past without altering it. But the seeds are less invasive and temperamental than my lab equipment. Plus, they should allow you to be yourselves whilst in this Deja Dreamery. Kyborg, you know more about Quadrant than any of us. That's why the four of you need to visit every memory Kyborg has surrounding Quadrin. Perhaps you will find a clue in the past as to where Quadrin is hiding and how to defeat him. Meld his offer to stay here with me to help with some other experiments and protect the four of you whilst you're in the past. To enter the Deja Dreamery, the host, Kyborg, needs to put a seed in his mouth. Then, Kyborg, you must focus solely on your memories of Quadrin. Chanting a mantra can help. Next, all four of you need to touch Kyborg. And finally, when you're ready, Kyborg swallows the seed. Dr. Ahem uh, pulls out a seed and holds it in front of you, Kyborg. Okay, I hold the seed in my hand and say, guys, you're about to witness a pretty gruesome backstory about how I became who I am. The anti-hero you know and love. Ooh, anti-hero. Are, right. are you admitting you're an anti-hero? I am. I mean, love's a strong word when it comes to you. You <laughs> so. admire, adore. Uh, so pre- hold, on to your, hold on to your butts because <laughs> things are about to get pretty crazy. And then I pop the seed up into the air and I catch it. Uh, Bart holds on to Gum Gum's butt. I was going to say Gum Gum <laughs> grabs hold of uh, the His others. Or, <laughs> but No, like one, one hand on mud, one hand on Bart. We're all cheek to cheek, yeah. Do you swallow that seed, Kyborg? Yeah. I sure do. Oh, wait, really? Wait, was he supposed to? You said only said put it in his mouth. No, then and swallow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I like eat. a watermelon seed. He and wasn't I supposed eat. to swallow and it. And then I gulp it. Also, can I have a... I look at mud. Can I have three gold pieces? <laughs> oh, now, now you want to be on my good side. Yeah. Hey, the last time he used that ability, it was to help you by causing an explosion right next to you. 
What is he? What, he needs what? three gold to I refill need, his cannon. My arm. hand cannon. Oh, because oh. I saved your life with it. Remember? No, you did. Yeah, that one robot was gonna attack you, and I saved your life. You blew up a robot in front of my face, and and it brought me down like a lot of health. Well, are you dead? <laughs> and then you shot at Doctor Ahem <laughs> while he was up on the chandelier. Is he dead, Doctor Ahem? Are you dead? That is not. I do remember. <laughs> Give me a seed. <laughs> we will go into my memory. Oh, if uh, you want to grab. An axe, Kyborg. You're at the Infinite HQ. There would be like a, oh. an armory of gum mundane gum? weapons. Okay. Yeah, I'll grab a. Oh, what did I say? Yeah, gum gum. I know you had mentioned that in a previous episode. Can I get a, a battle axe and a shield. Sure. That's not like crazy expensive or anything. Yeah, you can just yeah, you can have it. Actually, do, I wanna I wanna hound Doctor at home for some money. I need I need money for my uh for my hand cannon. I I just paid you. I gave you all the money I had. Like. Two episodes ago. Yeah, we spent it on. I got this hand cannon from that. I need more. I need three I, gold pieces. I can give you three gold pieces, but okay. I need collateral. Money, please. You need collateral? <laughs> I need collateral. Yeah, it's called your badger that's I gave you. I've already paid that back in surplus at this point. Hey, you know what? I'll give you three gold pieces. <gasps> Thank you, Bart. She just wants to get this moving. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> Dr. Ahem says, Here. I'll take the three gold and replenish your hand cannon equipment. All right. And then I hand it back. Yeah. And then now I have gunpowder and a pellet thing to shoot. There you go. You've probably given uh, Dr. Ahem to open up a predatory lo- lending business as a side hustle. Oh, God. Uh, after this. All right. So do you swallow that seed? Sure do. Gulp. Mm, yum, yum. Kyborg's heartbeat suddenly fills everyone's ears like a pounding drum. Dump, 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 dump. Your surroundings blur past you, swirling into a soup of colors, shapes, sounds, and smells. It feels like the world around you is expanding in every direction until everything slows down to a halt. Everyone, go ahead and roll me a perception check. Kaybark has an arrhythmia. <laughs> the 10 for gum gum. I'm lucky, so I'm rolling again. 23. I got a 4. 19. Which is a 1 plus 3. <laughs> All right, so we got a 4 for Kyborg, a 10 for gum gum. A 23 for Mud and a 19 for Bart. Is that correct? Correct. Uh, we'll start with Kyborg. Just in universe, I'm 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 very overwhelmed because I know I'm about to have to face my demons. That's why I rolled so bad. Yeah, Literally, you're, 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 you're worried about facing your demons. And when your eyes come back into focus, you realize you're face to face with some toys on the floor. And you can't take your eyes off of them. The urge to play with them is intense and it's all consuming. It's all you can do to fight it off. Gum gum... Uh, you take a look around and it appears you're in a spacious, fairly frigid bedroom. The room has wood floors and walls with thatched pointed roof overhead. And Bart, besides the toys on the floor, the room is furnished with a bed, dresser, chest, and a rope made of bed sheets tied to the windowsill. Maybe to climb down like a makeshift rope? One would assume. Mud, beyond the door, you hear footsteps in the distance getting closer and closer. Uh, can I look down at my body? Yeah, you look down and... You still have all of your equipment and everything on you, except you're much smaller than you normally are. I knew it. I started, as soon as you started describing that, I was singing in my head, like, stinky babies, <laughs> let's make our dreams come true. So are we We're all, tiny. Everybody, we're tiny. Are we all seeing through Kyborg baby or Kai baby? You all uh, can see each other. So it's clear that you all are present here. Uh-huh. Are we smaller versions of ourselves or baby versions of ourselves? You all look to be much smaller. If you want to make a perception check, I can try to give you an idea. Of that. I will do that. Mind if I roll some too? Go for it. Oh, there we go. 21. Micah has dubbed you the infant knights. Yeah. <laughs> Knight. Oh my God. Uh, just a 10 for Bart. The nine for Gum Gum if it And was that a 21 for Kyborg? Yes, sir. I'll say Gum Gum, it looks like everyone's been struck by a shrink ray. 
Bart and Kyborg, it looks to you like everyone's much younger, like toddler-aged versions of yourselves. Okay. But yeah, everyone still has all of their equipment. It's just been shrunken down. And abilities and everything like that? You don't know. Is my arm still gone? Or am I in my body, like in my memories, like the, the infant version of me? You are body. the younger version of yourself. Your arm is still intact. Okay. <gasps> but I'm still oh shredded. God. I got the biggest baby six pack you've ever seen. Yeah, you're like a toddler with just, you, you, I'm sure you've seen that video on the internet of that, that, yeah. that, that little kid who like lifts weights and just has like a six pack. He's doing pull-ups on his crib. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I love having both arms. Woohoo! Uh. <laughs> oh, quick. Gum gum, Kyber's got too many arms. Wait. <laughs> oh my goodness. The footsteps seem to be getting closer and closer on the other side of the door. I hide under a bed. Uh, you lift up the covers and look under the bed, and there's a young elven girl hiding under there. What? Go away. Hide somewhere else. Uh, I turn into a, a little baby frog. Oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, mud turns into a little frog. I cast invisibility on myself. Okay. Bart, you just get advantage on self-checks. Okay. Bart pops out of existence. I go into a corner as a little frog. Okay. Uh, what's in the room? To uh, hide? There's toys on the floor. There's a bed. There's a dresser. Uh, there's a chest. There's the door. Can I get it in the chest? Uh, yeah. You go and open up the chest, and uh, inside is a dead bird, a small stone, a ratty string made of twine and a bundle of sticks. Shouldn't there be two dead birds if there's one stone Gross. in there? And I, 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 I <laughs> four people just went, pointed a finger and nodded at me. <laughs> I couldn't muster a chuckle, sorry. No. I take the, I go in, open it, take the dead bird out, throw it out into the middle of the room and get in. Okay. Jeez. Kyborg, do you see where you're hiding? Uh... You remember this room. You know the best hiding places. Yeah, then I go to that one. No, no. You know the one. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a floorboard loose, and I go inside under the floor. Okay, Kyborg's having trouble concentrating. He's too distracted by the toys. They're just so cool. Uh, everyone go ahead and make me a stealth check. Bart, you roll twice because you have advantage. Yeah. I don't get any advantage with a little froggy. No. 11. 13. 13. Uh, not 20 plus 10 is 30. Good Lord. Good grief. Bart may never be found again. <laughs> I'm like that picture in Back to the Future fading away. Yeah. You hear a pounding on the door. Knock, knock, knock. Who's there? <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll uh, your stealth check again, Gum Gum. You have disadvantage now. Oh, no. <laughs> we don't wait to see who comes in. That's a well, 12. Do you want me to roll again? No, like... I'm just going to use it with your other one. Okay. The 13 and 12. You got 12. A husky voice comes from the other side of the door. I know you're in there. You can't hide, children. Not this time. The door handle jiggles. Ah, locking the door. Quite clever. But cleverness won't save you now. Boom! The door slams open, and charging into the room is a broad-shouldered elf with long, silvery hair and a toothy grin. He's looking around the room. Ah, I gotcha! <laughs> the brawny elf finds all of you and sweeps you all up into his arms and spins you all around in the air like a rag doll. After a few revolutions around the room, he lowers you all back to the ground and says, Well, aren't you going to introduce me to your friends, little Kai? Oh, is this my dad? Can I perceive this is my dad? Yeah, it's your dad. It's my dad! Oh, I bet he's got the coolest voice actor, too. Someone with a really cool voice. Um, Seeing all this happen, Bart realizes he didn't get picked up because he's, yeah, invisible, he's invisible. And he, <laughs> a little single tear uh, comes down his eye. That's what you get for hiding too good, Bart. Uh, Gum Gum's having a really fun time. Is, is, <laughs> Is this a game? Uh, yeah, it seems like maybe like a, a, a game of hide and go seek. Yeah. Okay. okay. 
Uh, you sure didn't get me, Dad. You're the best ever. I hope you never die. Uh, this one, <laughs> this guy's Mud. He's he's great. He's a shapeshifter. He's a frog. Say hi, Mud. Hello. No, you're Mc supposed to go ribbit. Uh, ribbit. Yeah, look at him go. Scottish frog. Yeah. Ribbit. It's, it's a Scottish frog. Frog. This is Gum Gum. Hi. Are you my dad? No. He's Are we brothers? No, 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 no. <laughs> Are you my dad? I'm asking him. Uh, he laughs and uh, musses your hair. <laughs> is that a yes? That wasn't a, that wasn't a no. <laughs> and then the sneaky one that you didn't catch, that's Bart. Bart snaps back out of existence and goes, the, Hey! <laughs> hey, Papa! Whoa, how'd you get here? He jumps, he looks a little, uh, like, genuinely surprised. Well, it is an honor to meet any friend of Little Kai and Cariana. I'm Sebastian, but you can call me Seb. Can I call you dad? <laughs> you can call me Seb. Kariana okay. also, by the way, came out from under the bed. You hear a door open downstairs and a soft voice call out. Anybody home? Seb, I've caught dinner. We're up here, Kristalina. Be right down. Come on, let's go help your mom with dinner. <gasps> mom! Kydelius's dad, Seb, leads you all downstairs to a dining lounge with a lengthy table and benches. Carrying a large black furred creature on her back is a fearsome looking elf with fiery red hair and wearing gray war paint. She heaves the black beast onto the table with a thud. Its many tails and legs dangle off the sides of the table. The red haired elf turns to you all. Oh, and who are these little ones? Just went through this with dad, but I'll go real quick. This is Mud, <laughs> this is Gum Gum, and this is Bart. Wait a minute. Hi. <laughs> Hello, ma'am. Welcome to our home. You have a beautiful home. <laughs> Thank you. So polite. I'm Crystalena. I hope you'll all stay for dinner. Okay. What's for dinner? Uh, she points at the beast on the table. And while this is going on, Kariana comes up behind you, Kaiborg, and she gives you a noogie. Good job, Kai Dork. You got us all caught. Well, we all have a, a new nickname for Kaiborg. Kai Dork. Like <laughs> uh, I, I try to counter the attack and give a. <laughs> Uh, a reverse noogie to her. <laughs> Roll for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> Seb asks Bart, Gum Gum, and Mud to help him dress and clean the fresh kill that's on the table. Okay. What do you want it to wear? I was about to say, I was like, <laughs> he starts putting pants on it. He, he asks, Oh, have you ever cleaned a dead splicer beast before? I uh, can't say I have, sir. Oh, you're going to learn today. Hey, little Kai. You want to help me gather some firewood outside? Oh, you know I'm all about it. I want to hang out with mom. Cadelius and Crystalena grab a pair of hatchets and head out the front door of their house. Sebastian leads the rescue out to the side of the house to dress and clean the displacer beast. You take a deep breath of the crisp air and take it all in. You're back home. You're in Everwinter. Uh, everyone go ahead and roll a perception check. It's only a 10. 13. 20. Ugh, 6. All right, so we've got uh, Mud with a 10, Gum Gum with a 13, Bart with a 20, and Kyborg with a 6. Is that correct? Yeah. Kyborg, you take in the familiar rushing waters of the nearby Crystal Falls, named after your mother. Oh. The ground, trees, and other thatched roof homes are all dusted with snow, and you see other young elves uh, running around in the courtyard. The rest of you are cleaning uh, the displacer beast. You also can look around as well. Uh, mud, you can see that in the center of town is a statue of Kyborg's mother aiming a bow and arrow towards the woods. It looks like it's been marred with a blackened X across the face. Maybe vandals? I like that. Yeah, that's sad. Gum Gum, you have the same perception. You see the same things that Mud does. Mm. Bart, from your vantage point, you can see that it looks like there's a weird set of tracks in the snow heading out towards the tree line. They look like handprints. Handprints? And you follow the handprints, and it looks like they lead deeper into the woods. Hey, guys, uh, I don't want to alarm anyone. It looks like someone might have been uh, crawling into the woods. 
on just their hands. That's just the Doing local. Doing a handstand, maybe. It's the local handstand guy. Oh, yeah. Gen Z, you can't understand them. What are they doing for I that know. TikTok? Probably TikTok trend. Yeah. <laughs> we should, uh, maybe we should follow it. See what's up. Can I do a check to see if I know what these prints are? Yeah. Let's do a nature check. <sighs> it did the thing where it rolled from the nat 20 to 2. It's about to get really tragic. Well, yes, it's about, you have arms and a family. What comes after that? <laughs> Crystal looks around. She stops in her tracks as she motions Kydelius for you to stop as well. She sniffs the air and her eyes narrow. Kai, get behind me. She suddenly hurls the hatchet in her hand into one of the treetops and hear a crunch of a small mechanized humanoid fall from the tree and crash into the snowy floor. Its orange incandescent eyes dim to black. It's a squadron scout. There'll be more. Kydalius, hand me your hatchet and go back to the house. Get my longbow and my quiver and tell your dad, Quadron's coming. Go, hurry. Uh, I hand it to her and then I run as fast as I can. Oh, I'm wiping back tears though as I do it. I assume uh, you get back into the house and you update everyone on what your mom told you. Yes. Okay. Seb says, all right, everyone, stay calm. You kids are going to stay inside where it's safe. This isn't a game of hide and seek. This is what you're trained for. I'll take mom her longbow. But as soon as I leave, lock the door and don't let anyone in until you hear us give the all clear. Okay? What's what's the signal for all clear? Is it just all clear? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Good to get that Do clarified. Do we think quad, the quadrant squadron might know that too? <laughs> Hopefully not. You see Seb grab a sword as large as he is, and he picks up Crystal's longbow and then rushes out the front door, slamming it shut. Is the longbow the longbow triumph? No, because he bought that. No, I bought that. Okay. Uh, we locked the door. Good. Good idea. Smart. Uh, do you have an inspiration die, Bart? I don't. You get an inspiration die. That's a responsible little kid. This worked out well before. Uh, I reinforced the door as well. Chair behind it and such. Good. Can I try and put something in front of the windows? Uh, like what do you have in mind? Uh, I don't know, like chairs? Sure, why not? You all begin... Uh, Everyone's trying to get that inspiration. Uh, fortifying a bit. Yeah, uh, is, everyone Everyone gets an inspiration die. for working yeah, 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 yeah. Is, is the, the home, is it... Uh, you said downstairs earlier, so it's a two-story home, right? Yeah. So I imagine that... My mom, being who she is, trained me in archery, and I probably have a bow, at least a trainer bow. Could I, like, set up a sniper's nest on the roof? Make a perception check. Okay. Ugh, 11. And just for fun, make me a wisdom check as well. Do a plus zero. Come on, give me something good. Oh, <laughs> that's a one. But I'm lucky. I think it's worth it. 18. With that roll, you remember that the ratty string of twine and the bundle of sticks in the chest that Gum Gum found were your rudimentary early attempts at creating a bow for yourself. Is that your dead bird? That's some, that's some, like some pretty serial killer stuff. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm ashamed of that. Also, when you're thinking about a bow and what goes into that, you realize that your father did not grab the quiver that goes along with your mother's bow. I mean, we are just watching a memory play out, huh? So Stakes are kind of low, huh? Stakes are kind of low here. Your sister chimes in and says, Before you get any bright ideas, just remember, I'm the oldest, so I'm in charge. And I say, let's kick some animatron butts. Yeah. All right, so we take the quiver, and then I try to gather whatever weapons I can. I know that I don't have a bow, but we got to have something in the house. We're a home of warriors. Like not to say that you should stockpile weapons, listeners at home. <laughs> That's not smart. I mean, you know, it's weird. Okay. Does he find arrows for yeah. his? Yeah, you see the quiver for Crystal's bow. Uh, what about what about other weapons? Even if it's just like kitchen business. Uh, yeah, we, I mean, you you all have your we have equipment. our weapons. Yeah, oh. we have our equipment. So you, right. have, you have your longbow. Oh, okay. Well, then in that case, uh, let's let's go out there. Throw caution to the wind. Unlock the door. Run out there. Try to help. 
Okay. I presume you're taking the quiver as well? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So you're giving up the fortification route and you're going Do outside. we get back the inspiration? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm still inside. <laughs> oh, are you going to wait behind? Well, that's what his dad told us to do. If you've got ranged attacks, cover us, but I need to go help my Yeah, dad. who's going out and who's staying in? I'm going out. I'll do whatever you want me to do to save dad. <laughs> and then I say, I say, brother. And then we do the coolest. <laughs> I love how everyone kind of looked around for a split second, like, who's he talking to? <laughs> um, hey, where's Gumbo? Oh, you have a, like a tiny little yes! furry baby oh, Gumbo with you. A little baby badger. Oh. Yeah, Gumbo and I stay inside. This is a battle for somebody else. It's fine. Just cover us with range attacks. Mud and care. Bart are staying inside. I'll go save Dad. Gum Gum and Kydelius are going outside. Yeah. Okay. The two of you who run outside, you see your mother pretty quickly, Kydelius, and, you know, she sees you running with the quiver. Thank you, brave one. She quickly dons her quiver, and with astonishing grace, she draws two arrows while backflipping to avoid a bolt that whizzes right past her fiery red hair. Hell yeah. She lands and fires both arrows into the tree line, and two squadrons fall face first into the snow, and they explode as they hit the ground. Hmm. Didn't know these were exploding arrows. Oh, she's got exploding arrows. She gives you a little wink. Uh, everyone go ahead and roll initiative. As always, don't forget to give us a follow on social media at Stinky Dragon Pod. Use hashtag Stinky Dragon Pod. If you do so, your name might be used in an upcoming episode as uh, an NPC that the characters will interact with. And of course, some of our regular characters are voiced by uh, friends and coworkers. We bring Tussler, voiced by Eric Bedour, Dr. Ahem, uh, voiced by our own Micah Reisinger, who's the writer, editor, composer for Tales from the Stinky Dragon. Mailed Manor is voiced by Kayla Milton. Pastor Devotion is voiced by Cody Hawkins. And Quadrant is voiced by none other than Blizz Bear. We've got a new t-shirt available. Smarsh is King. Available now at store.roosterteeth.com. Uh, and if you've already bought the shirt, take a picture and send it to us using hashtag StinkyDragonPod on either Twitter or Instagram. And we've got RTX coming up here very soon. It's an event here in Austin. We'll be doing a special one-shot adventure there. And it'll, it'll be fun. Uh, it's here in Austin. Level up your 4th of July weekend. Come see podcast gamers and animators you love in person. Discover new favorites at RTX Austin. RTX Austin takes the best in gaming, podcasting, and animation. Brings it all to Austin, Texas for one unforgettable weekend. Interact with your favorite content creators or step into the exhibit hall for numerous interactive activities. Or meet the characters you love brought to life by our amazing cosplayers. So much to do at RTX Austin this year. Think you can take on other gamers? Level up your skills at our 5v5 gaming pavilion or compete in tournaments that will be happening all weekend long. Ever attend a world premiere? Well, come to RTX Austin, see never-before-seen content, hear the latest news from brands like HBO Max and Adult Swim. RTX Austin has everything from panels to gaming tournaments to cosplay contests and more. You'll not only see a favorite Rooster Teeth talent, but also special guests from across the industry. So head over to rtxevent.com, grab your badge for RTX Austin, get ready for a weekend filled with the best podcasting, gaming, and animation. That's rtxevent.com to get your badge today. See you in Austin, July 1st to 3rd. Is it worth a lucky three roll? Probably not for initiative. I know. Save it for if you do a bad attack. <sighs> I just want to jump in there. I want to help. 11. 8. Bart, what's your dexterity? And Gum Gum, what's your dexterity? 18. My dexterity is 14. Okay. You both rolled an 11, so whoever has higher dexterity goes first. That would be me. Yep. I'm more dexterous. Guys, I'm pretty sure we can pull this off. I think we're going to be able to save my family. Yeah, probably. I think so too. Yeah, we could totally change the future. All right, uh, so the two of you who are outside, you can see that there are various squadrons in the tree line and 
uh, slowly working to surround you. And then those, the two of you in the house can see this from a distance. We'll say you're about 40 feet away from where all the action's going down. One of them gets to move first and take an attack. It's similar to one of those um, mechanical creatures you encountered in the church, where it's, uh, it's seeming like an automaton with four appendages that seems to like it has a hand at the end of each appendage. And we'll say it scurries up to Kyborg and it takes a swing at you. It hits AC. Dun, 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 dun. Nine. Ooh, strike one. That's a big miss. Okay, that's all it can do. Uh, Bart, you see this from a distance. You see uh, one of these creatures scurry up to Kyborg and swing at him, but maybe because Kyborg's extra small, he like dodges out of the way. Uh, could I cast Cloud of Daggers over that guy? But I'm near him. It's only a five foot. Yeah. Okay. Is he is he within five feet of this? I mean, they're right next to each other, but you could cast it in a way where it wouldn't hit him. Yeah. I'm very skilled. And your oh, cloud yeah. of daggers range is 60 feet, so it would be within range. Yeah. And you said you're uh, at the one that... That's tried to swipe yeah. it, Kyborg, yeah. Yeah. You just roll damage for that, don't you? I think so. Yeah. So go ahead. 40. It would be 4d4 slashing Yeesh. damage. It's only... Oh, gosh. I wore a 1, 1, 1, and 4. <laughs> 7. 7 points of damage. Yikes. That's still not bad. It's better than zero. That's true. You cast Cloud of Daggers, and it feels bizarre casting magic as a child. Uh, nonetheless, you conjure a billow of blades over the squadron, piercing its iron frame again and again. All right, Bart, is that all you want to do? Just uh, Cloud of Daggers? Anything else? Uh, that's my action. I guess I could do a command since it's a bonus action, and it's 60 feet range. Could I command that same one I tried to hit to flee? Yeah. Don't you want him to stay, though, in the Cloud of Daggers? Oh, that's true. I'll just say halt. Halt. So it doesn't move or take action. I believe it gets a wisdom save. Is that correct? I believe so. Yes, wisdom 14. It has a minus one on its wisdom. So let me roll. Typical. Oh, it rolled a 14, but with the minus one, that's a 13. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it fails. It is halted. Halt. Halt. I am Reptar. Is that it for you, Bart? Yeah. Uh, Gum Gum, you're up. Okay, so what can I see as far as enemies? One has come out and is within melee range of Kyborg and is currently in a cloud of daggers. And he's halted. Yeah, he's halted. And there's three others in the perimeter moving around seemingly to flank. Okay, and how far away are the perimeter ones? This one here, these are about what I say 40 feet away. We'll say the ones going fanning out to the perimeter, we'll say are like 60 feet. Then after Gum Gum is Mud, then Kyborg, just FYI. Okay, I'm gonna rage, so I'll do that first. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, forget you have the wild magic. What? Okay, that was an eight. A bolt of light shoots from your chest. Another creature of your choice that you can see within 30 feet of you must succeed on a constitution saving throw or take 1d6 radiant damage and be blinded until the start of your next turn. Until your rage ends, you can use this effect again on each of your turns as a bonus action. Gum Gum said, Shazam. Uh, cool. Only one of them's within 30 feet, right? No, none of them are within 30 feet. I said that one was 40 feet away. Oh, the one that was... The one that's attacking Kyborg. Move up to him. Uh, I don't know if it happens instantly. It happens instantly. Yeah. Damn. The only creature within 30 feet of you is Bart. Oh, my God. Like, I don't, uh, can't waste it. Go ahead. No. Um, well, I'm not going to shoot at a bard. Well, you have to. No, no. It says another creature of your choice that you can see within 30 feet of you must. So what other creature? Bart is the only creature within 30 feet but of you. But would he be facing me? I don't think that It's it just you have to see them. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Wouldn't Bart be up on an owl balcony, kind of behind cover? <laughs> There's no. cover. Could you move and then do it? No, I think it just it, happens. It happens, yeah. Oh. As soon as he rages. Whoopsies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so a bright beam of light shoots from Gum Gum's chest straight onto Bart, who must make a constitution saving throw. Get it together, team. The family's life is, is at stake. DC 8 plus your proficiency bonus plus your constitution modifier. So it's 8 plus 3 is 11 plus 3. So it's 14 constitution save that you need to make. Uh, one, I'm lucky, so I do it again. 
Uh, five. Five. Okay. You hear a weird noise and you turn around to look at Gum Gum and this <laughs> giant beam of light just engulfs you like an Iron Man repulsor blast. Oh, God. Uh, you take 1d6 radiant damage. I guess you rolled the damage, Gum Gum. And you're currently blind until the start of your next turn. Gum Gum, how could you? <laughs> I don't know how I could. You're blinded until the start of Gum Gum's next turn. That's a four. Oh, so I can't. Okay. It's a four, so I take four points. Yes. Dad would be so disappointed. He sees it. You see him shake his head. Oh, oh no. Oh, God. No. This is so embarrassing. I'll have to blind him next. <laughs> <laughs> this is supposed to be my horrifying memory. It's like that awkward thing that keeps you up at night. Like when you say something wrong or you have an awkward encounter and you just can't forget it. Oh, yeah. So there's only one within 40 feet of me. I'm going to sprint into the woods. And we never saw him again. <laughs> uh, how far if I, because I can go 40 feet. Yeah. Okay, I know what I'm going to do. The area in which they're at, how, how big of a radius are the three that are in the woods? Like how far apart are they total from each other? Yeah. Uh, we'll say two of them are going in one direction, one of them's going in the other direction. Between them, it's maybe 20 feet. Okay, then I'm going to pull out my Rainbringer staff. Okay. And I'm going to... Bring the rain, perhaps? He's going to set fire to the rain. Adele would be so proud. And what I'm going to do with that is cast Sleet Storm. Ooh. I got a bun. Ice, the great ice wizard has returned. Ice, ice, baby. <laughs> Until the spell ends, freezing rain and sleep falls in a 20 foot tall cylinder with a 40 foot radius centered on a point you choose within range. Areas heavily obscured and exposed flames or doused. Ground in the area is covered with slick ice, making it difficult terrain. When a creature enters the spell's area first time or on a turn or starts its turn, then it must save, make a dexterity saving throw. When I fail to save, it falls prone starts its turn in the spells area and is concentrating on its on a spell creature must make a successful constitution saving throw against your spell save dc or lose concentration so you've uh, created basically a 40 foot radius of sleet so it's an 80 foot diameter so it's pretty much the entire clearing which is going to encompass all of the enemies seb crystal well no Kyborg. i, I want to position it so it's i have a 120 foot range so i want to position it so it's just them in the back forest so it's only the three that are in yeah. the forest that you're yeah. getting on this okay okay like yeah. I wasn't sure where it was. If you listen closely, when Gus was explaining that, you could hear a slap. That's me hitting my own forehead. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I run, I run forward as I go forward as much as I can too. Okay, yeah, with a range of 150 feet. Well, I not. just want to go forward anyway. Okay, you close the distance, so you're in the clearing with Kyborg, mm -hmm. Seb, and Crystal, while Mud and Bart are in the background. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Ice. Concentrate. Ice. <laughs> so well, any creature that starts, so anytime they start their turn, they will need to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh, is that it for you, Gum Gum? Yeah. Mud, you're up, followed by Kyborg. So we can see these uh, automatons from the window if Bart did that. Yes. Yep. And there's three of them? Uh, four total. One is engaged in close combat with Kydelius. The other three are in the ridge line. Or sorry, they're trying to flank and they have this uh, sleet storm falling on them. Sleet storm hurts everybody in the sleet storm? No, it, they can fall prone at the start of their turn. It, it makes, makes it difficult, difficult terrain. terrain. Difficult Forward. terrain and at the start of their turn, they have, a, they have to make a check or they'll fall prone. Yeah. And the one near uh, Kyborg is in a cloud of daggers, but also can't yeah. act on this yeah. next it's, turn. Uh, it's halted. But I can see the three that are on the ridge. Yes. Or in, uh, I should say they're flanking. Flanking. And which two are closest to each other? The two on the left side. So two of them went left, one of them went right. And the, how close are the two on the left to each other? To each other? Oh, they're really close. They're like five, ten feet apart from each other. All right. I cast Conjure Animals. 
and I conjure two giant octopus. What? Oh my. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with theme. Yeah. Arms. Arms is a thing. Yeah. Okay. How big are they? How big are they? Huge. Uh, their designation is large. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can conjure two of them. And if you're looking at like the grids for Dungeons and Dragons, normally a character takes one little square uh-huh. when you're a medium-sized character. If you're a large character, you take two by two. Oh. So it takes up four times the amount of space that one of you would take up. Whoa. I want to put one next to those two okay. dunces and then one next to the other guy that's flanking. Okay. Oh, I forgot to say, just for continuity, I turn back into mud with my bonus action and then cast. Gotcha. And the giant octopus uh, with the two homies uses tentacles, which is a melee attack. Let's roll for see if the attack hits. Okay. And then I can explain what happens if it happens. I saw a cartoon like this once. <laughs> That's a 19. You could pick one of the guys. Yeah. It uh, doesn't matter. It hits. Pick number one or number two. One. Okay. It's this one. Okay. And so first I'm going to roll for damage for that, which is 2d6 plus three. That is nine bludgeoning damage. Okay. And now it is grappled. Oh my God. And until this grapple ends, the target is restrained and the octopus can't use his tentacles on another target, has a DC 16 escape. Uh, Real fast, this octopus needs to make a... God, how does this work? So this octopus is in the sleet storm area. Yeah. But it's an aquatic based creature. Yes. Does it need to make a dexterity check in order to stay upright? It doesn't say that the octopuses do. It says that they can uh, hold their breath for an hour outside of water. Cool. I'll say because it's summoned, it didn't have to move and you summoned yeah. it exactly I where it needs to be. I summoned okay. it. Yeah. I like, yeah. like, you could even say I summoned it on top of it. Yeah. Okay. No, we'll, we'll You're a kaiju yeah. master. And so that guy's dude one is grappled and we're going to go with uh, the same dance with dude number three who's over there by himself. By himself. Yep. Oh, that one only is a seven. So that's probably not going to That's a miss. Hit. Okay. Still, we just learned that you're basically Rita Repulsa. Summoning giant monsters. I do. I just like summoning Make monsters. My creatures grow. Rita, yeah, so then that'll, that'll be my turn. Okay. Ben points out that we've reached peak anime. Octopus fighting robot creatures in a frozen forest as an elven family tries to protect themselves. Yeah. We just need to add some. <laughs> is that it for you, Mud? And your octopi family? Yeah. Uh, Kyborg, you're up. Okay. Uh, this guy is restrained in front of me. He's in a cloud of daggers and he's been halted. So if I were to move, would that open me up to attack of opportunity? I'm going to say no because of the command that's on him. Okay. So then I strafe to the side to get some distance from that guy and then try to approach my mother and father. Okay. You forgot how much your mother loved Somerset. She's just like somersaulting like crazy and popping up, firing, bursting arrows. The tops of the trees are like, it's like fireworks going off, but um, deadly fireworks. I'm going to do that when I grow up. I want to be just like you, mama. Uh, all right. So with all that being said, I've moved. I've joined my family. And then I cast Gift of the Chromatic Dragon. Chromatic Infusion. As a bonus action, you can touch a simpler martial weapon and infuse it with one of the following damage types, acid, cold, fire, lightning, or poison for the next uh, minute. The weapon deals an extra 1d4 damage uh, of the chosen type when it hits. You can use this bonus action once per long rest. Uh, so that was my bonus action, and I choose lightning, because I'm assuming that these automatons probably don't like getting electric shocks. Okay. If we're going based off of Pokemon rules, metal does not like lightning. Uh, and then I use my longbow of triumph. Uh, I ping the dude that is in the cloud of daggers first. Okay, that was the one that had closed the distance and took a swipe at you? Yep. 
I give him a little bit of taste of that, and that is a 21. That hits. Okay. And I roll damage. It's an eight, but I get an additional 1d4 because of- Gift of the Chromatic Dragon! And that's lightning damage, right? Lightning damage. Just to be clear, steel Pokemon are not weak to electric Pokemon. <laughs> uh, that's an additional two. And uh, much like Pokemon, it doesn't seem like uh, lightning has any real extra effect on these creatures. Okay, got someone to help you out here to say it's not very effective. It's, you, uh, you roll your gift to the chromatic dragon, it's not very effective. All right, whatever. Uh, and then I do like a really sick turn move. And it whips up some rad snow, and I'm really trying to impress my mom and dad. And you say, prepare for trouble. No. <laughs> Make it double. And then I swip an arrow over to one of the guys that's engaged with the octopus. Make a performance check. Oh, okay. Let's see how cool this really oh, is. Oh, it's a minus two, so that's a four. <laughs> the world. You're still young. I'm still a baby. <laughs> oh, it's adorable. Oh. Roll for cute. Yeah, so then I, I hit, let's go for the one that has already taken damage from the giant octopus. Okay, yeah, it's still grappled with that octopus, but yeah. Okay, that's a 21. That hits. All right, and then I do six, but I'm gonna roll, I'm gonna roll again. I'm lucky. You can reroll damage? Can I not? No, I can't. I don't think you can. You attack roll, an ability check, or a saving throw. Yeah. Uh, plus a d4, that's a four. The four is not very effective. Still hits him, 10 points damage, total. Uh, and then I already used my back bonus action on chromatic. See Gus go. Yeah. <laughs> it hits him, yeah. <laughs> I like how when Barb was like, oh man, not that much. It's like better than zero. And then with Blaine's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all based on our attitude towards what we're doing. <laughs> so here's the thing. <laughs> no, no, no. Action surge just says you can take one additional action on your turn. This can be used one time per short rest. Yeah. I used my bonus action chromatic dragon. Yeah. Is action surge just its own thing, or is that considered a bonus action? Oh, I see. Oh, is Action Surge itself a bonus action? Yeah. My favorite energy drink, Action Surge. So Action Surge isn't a bonus action. It's considered a fighter class feature, which is separate from actions and bonus actions. Uh, just like Gum Gum's Rage is a barbarian class feature. So even though you've already taken a bonus action, you can still take an Action Surge. Action Surge! Now I do another cool turn. Whipping up a bunch of snow. Make a performance check. Yep, do it. Impress mom and dad, they're watching me. Three. <laughs> I'm just you, a baby. You managed to keep your footing at least. You okay. don't, you don't fall down. Son. And then I shoot my longbow triumph back at the guy in the cloud of daggers. I'm just your little son. That's a 21. That hits. Doing 10 points plus 1d4. You don't have to roll that. Four. 14. Right. And you get two attacks for an action. That's right. So I'm going to continue. And then I'm going to whoo, whip around again. <laughs> but I'm going to try to do it real cool this time to impress my mom because she's watching me. Really cool. Here we go. Performance check. She's looking at you with expectation in her it's eyes. It's a three. It's a three. I'm just so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I shoot the guy that is still grappled by the octopus. Okay. And that is a 30. That's a nat 20. Yeah. So uh, go ahead and roll your damage. Okay. And then we're going to add a maximum hit die to that as well. Oh, it already did that in there. So well, the way I normally do it is I'm going to give you an automatic crit. So we'll replace that three with the eight. So it's five plus eight is 13 plus five, 18 points of damage. And then the additional D4. No, from you, don't, you, don't, you don't have to roll that. Oh, I don't? No. What do you mean? Like you're not counting it? No, the dude's dead. No, no, no. That, <laughs> his his uh, lightning attacks don't really count. 
What? I remember I said they're not very effective. Do I, can I switch it up then? Or is it once I infuse the uh, chromatic energy, is it just stuck? Cause I can just do fire. What's the wording on it? As a bonus action, you can touch a simple or martial weapon when infuse it with one of the following. Just answer my own question. <laughs> all right, well, there lessons were learned on this day. All right, now I know Quadrant doesn't care about if lightning. If only they were learned the first time. <laughs> right. That's the guy who rolls checks for saves. <laughs> no, saves no. For checks well, it's not, my past yeah. we're <laughs> it's not my past we're repeating. <laughs> All right, well then, I fine. mean, can canonically, this is his second time having we this encounter. We must learn from our mistakes. <laughs> is that it for you, uh, Kyborg? Uh, Kydelius? And then I, I look at my parents for like, did, did I do good? And they're like, no. <laughs> I just dealt a lot of damage. They saw the performances, though. Yeah, your father didn't notice it because he was busy, you know, hefting around a sword that's as long as he is. Understood. Deftly uh, vanquishing foes that stand in front of him. So cool. That's so cool. But your mom offers you a warm smile as she's running past you and says, You're doing great, sweetie. Just keep trying. Uh, okay. Oh, it's the turn of the one that's grappled. First, it's going to make its grapple check. Does it have to make it a post-grapple check with you? DC uh, 16. DC 16. That's a seven. So it's still grappled. It does not manage to free itself. It does it full. Uh, it, I don't know if that even matters. No, it would. When you're prone and you're grappled, then you they like stack on each other. Do they? Yeah. You know what they say? A grapple a day keeps the quadrant away. <laughs> and what's the DC on that? <laughs> uh, yeah, it fails its dexterity save and it falls down. So it's grappled, rolling around on the ground, covered by an octopus. A giant octopus. A giant octopus. The other one on the left, it's its turn to go. It needs to make a dexterity save. Are you sure we can't have an effect on history? <laughs> That'll be nice. If you try hard enough. We saved your family. <laughs> Do it. Save my family, please. Uh, this one actually manages to make its dexterity check. So it's still standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking Every time. That. Every time he says it. Yep. Um, one of its appendages like pops down in front of it. And you see that it has a crossbow in it and it lets loose a crossbow bolt fired at Gum Gum. Okay. <laughs> it's not hit you yet. It, uh -oh. It's AC <laughs> 20. Now it's hit you. Okay, yeah, so hit that you. hits. <laughs> and I'm concentrating, so I have to make a constitution saving throw, correct? Yes. You're still concentrating? It's not? Well, no, to keep the spell. Yeah, right, I didn't realize it was a concentration. Yeah. Okay. So that's a constitution saving throw, right? Yeah. Okay. You should have no problem. <laughs> Come on. I rolled a two, so that's an eight. eight. Yeah, you uh, fail. So the sleet storm dissipates. Can I use my inspiration die? Yes, you could use an inspiration die for this. Fourteen. Uh, what level spell is it? Third level conjuration. Oh, so yeah, you make the save then. <clears throat> good job, good job. Uh, you still take... Dad's going to be so proud. So proud. 13 points of piercing damage from the crossbow bolt. Oh, but you're, you're, raging. you're raging. Yeah, so that rounds down, so you take six points. I think my raging ends whenever I cast the spell, though. Oh, does it? Yeah. No, Moon's being honest. When you turn all nerdy? Yes. So my raging had to end. So you take the full 13 points of damage. And then on top of that, the crossbow bolt explodes, doing an additional 12 points of fire damage. Uh, you actually make a dexterity saving throw to see if you uh, if you take that or not. Okay. Uh, I have advantage on that. <laughs> that was a four. 18. Oh, yeah. So you make it. So you take half of that. So you take six points of the fire damage. Okay. Okay, that was that one's turn. It's uh, now the turn of the other one on the right. This one does the same thing. Wait, did it did it make it saving throw? It's saving throw? For Fleet. the sleet? The sleet went away. No. No, remember he, 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 oh, he oh, 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 right. That's right. You're right. I thought it was gone. Uh, it's the other one's turn. It needs to make a saving throw. Thank you. Uh, yes, it made a saving throw. It made <laughs> a saving throw. Uh, it lowers an appendage and looses a crossbow bolt at Kydelius, hitting AC 18, which I assume is a hit. 
No, it's not, because I'm lucky, and I'm going to make you re-roll that. You can make me re-roll? Oh, yeah, buddy. You have Whoa. three luck points for long rest whenever you make an attack oh. roll, an ability check, or a saving throw, or when an attack roll is made against you, oh. you can spend... I hate lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Quadrant. <laughs> lucky. 13. Oh, sorry, pal. That's Just a missed. miss. Yeah, sorry. Uh, the shot misses you, then a second little appendage swings out from that one that aimed at you and takes a reaction shot back at Gum Gum. Yeah. Not been hit yet. I know. <laughs> that's him just like seeing it happening and getting ready. No, that's his anime, oh, anime guffaws. AC6. It rolled from an 18 to a 6 <laughs> or to a 2 at the last second. That's, uh, a miss. that's a miss. All right. I like how DMs are perpetually just trying to hurt us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's my job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's back up to the top of the initiative order. It's that first one who's halted in the, in the cloud, cloud of, daggers. of daggers. So roll your cloud of daggers damage. All right. Here we go. Gives a good where are some dangerous babies? Here we go. Here we go. I know. With Teen Titans. Uh, twelve. That's better. Wow. Better. Yeah, it's uh, it's looking pretty cut up. And then does it get an additional save against your command now, or is that on your turn? Yeah, it it doesn't get to act basically this time around. Okay, so then that means after this turn, then it ends. But as of now, this is its turn where it is halting. Yeah. A little spell slot is, is command. It's not a spell slot. It's at will. And how many do you have? as many as I want. So it's like a cantrip or something or just a trait? I don't know, because like it, it's here. It's a bard class feature like action search. Yeah. Okay, crazy. Kyborg, you suddenly feel the hairs on your neck stand up. You instinctively scan the horizon and a familiar four-armed silhouette comes into view amongst the frosty trees. Quadrant. Quadrant. In the midst of the combative commotion, he marches straight from the entrance of the village. As he gets closer, you realize he's taller than you remember. Crystalina of Everwinter. None of these humanoids need to die. All I require is the map. Oh, really? So that's why you've been attacking all these years. (laughs) Well, in that case, come and get it, Chrome Dome. Yeah, get him up! In a single move, Quadrant lets loose a blade. He has to make a dexterity saving throw first. (laughs) It's sleet. (laughs) Take that, Quadrant! (laughs) That's too funny. Fine. <laughs> Let me roll before I make something cool happen. <laughs> oh, please fall. Please, please fall on his ass. Yes, come on. Oh, no, he makes it. Oh. Dang it, that would have been so great. He, rolled, he got a 19. Dang it. Quadrant notices the sleet hailing from above, but quickly brushes past it to the fray of the fight before him. He surveys the battlefield and zeroes in on the two giant octopi. One of his arms is wielding a dual-headed, double-bladed scimitar, and he slashes at each of the cephalopods. He rolls a... Ooh, critical hit. He easily cleaves through each octopus, cutting them completely in half. Okay. What's he gonna do now? Mm. One of his appendages, uh, you know, locks down, points in the direction of Kyborg and fires. A net made of chainmail shoots out at you guys and falls down, trying to trap you. Kyborg and Gum Gum, both of you make dexterity saving throws. 11, 12. Is your nemesis Inspector Gadget? <laughs> He's a piece of poop. Go, go, Gadget Quadrant. Both of you are now uh, trapped under a net made of chainmail. You're currently restrained. You can try to free yourselves uh, on your turn. Could I? Is it my turn? Not yet. Quadrant's going before you. How dare he? Jumped ahead in mine. You are next, Bart, however. Quadrant just has to do his four moves that he gets to have. He has a lot of moves. Is it four? Because it's Quadrant. (laughs) Uh, And you see him pull out this double-bladed, duo-headed scimitar arm, and he begins spinning it all around himself wildly, 
uh, and it's engaging uh, with Seb, who has a much slower moving broadsword that he's trying to defend himself with. Bart, it's your turn after Bart is gum gum. I would like to, mm, this might hurt them, I don't know. Could I cast heat metal on the cage that just dropped on them? Yeah. Oh, that's gonna, ouch. It's touching us, isn't it? Is that gonna hurt them? Oh, it would it, absolutely hurt them. Yeah, <laughs> they are bound by oh, the things you are gonna heat up. I'm I you would stop her. Yeah. Hi, Bart. Am I helping? Okay. Am I helping? Ah! Bartron! Bart, Bart's part of the squadron. Uh, uh, this quadrant fella, how, how how much metal is on him? A lot. He's like a, a construct seemingly made of metal. I would like to cast heat metal on him. Oh. Someone photoshopped a picture of uh, the throne that we posted for the Smarsh's King shirt, and they put Grievous on there, yeah. and they're like, I put quadrant on the, on the throne. Uh, so you cast heat metal on there? Yes. So the spell usually calls for constitution saving throw to see if the target drops the metal object, but since quadrant is made of metal, there's no save needed. So you have to roll 2d8 fire damage. I'm going to do it at the third level, though. Oh, so is that uh, that's 3d8, 3d8 yeah. fire damage? That would be a 16 on him. 16 points of damage. Yeah. I guess I, it would help if I put him on here, wouldn't it? Quadrant, AC 27, hit points 503. Uh, all right, where are we? Uh, what else do you want to do, Bart? Did I try to command him? <laughs> Mr. Quadrant, sir. Mr. Quadrant, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, why not? I'll tell him to flee. <laughs> Get, get away. You, you get out of here. You get out of here. <laughs> yeah, what do I have to roll a save on that? Uh, 14, wisdom. Uh, you hear just a robotic laugh emanating from the depths within Quadrant. <laughs> does that mean he has to flee on his next turn? Sounds like it does. I think he's going to flee. <laughs> he's just laughing. You don't know what that means. Maybe he's going to laugh and then run. That baby bard scared him away. <laughs> Baby bar doo 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 baby bar doo Took too long for us to get there. We got it. Uh, anything else, Bart? Nope. All right. Gum Gum, you're up. Then Mud, then Kaibo. I like the idea of us just like watching from the window inside the house. Did the net break my concentration? Uh, it doesn't do damage, so I wouldn't think it would. No, it did not break your concentration. And this net that's restrained us, how does it function? Like, how do we do like strength check to try and break it? You can do strength or dexterity check if you want. Uh, I'm gonna try and do a strength check. Okay. For the record, it doesn't break it. It just allows, like, allows you to lift it up enough for you to get out from under. Yeah, I want to lift it and hold it or try and toss it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just saying that to reemphasize. It won't free both of you. It'll just free you, Gum Gum. You see what I'm trying to do? Yeah. Can, <laughs> can, I, can I just hold it, though? You could hold part of it. Like, lift it up and hold it. Think of it like a chainmail net. I'll I, stay under it. Yeah, but it's it's so long. You could You could make, like, a tent, but you wouldn't lift up the edges. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like a big parachute. If you get in the middle and you hold it up, it's not heavy, but it's still too big for you to lift the entire thing up at once. Okay, that's a 23. Oh yeah, you're able to easily free yourself from the net. Okay, how far away is, what's his name? Say it, what's his name? Kyborg. No, no. Kyborg's no. under the net with no. you. No. <laughs> no. Quadrant. Sorry. Kyborg. Well, that's in character. <laughs> Quadrant's not that far away. We'll say maybe 30 feet or so. Okay, then I want to run up to him and recklessly attack with my random acts of kindness. Do you want to rage? Yeah, I'll go ahead and rage, which means the ice storm ends. Okay, so you drop the ice storm, you rage, and you go up and recklessly attack. Mm -hmm. As Micah very cleverly points out, you're raging against the machine. And, I'll, and I guess I have to roll my thing again. Yes. Most excellent. Eight 
which is another blinding thing. Wait, you can see things now, right? In range? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I ran up to him and then rage. Yeah, so you have your option actually between Quadrant and three of the drones, the two who flanked left and the one who uh, had come up and was in the Cloud of Daggers. I'll do Quadrant. Okay, must succeed on Constitution saving throw. His constitution's not great. That's a 14. What does he need? Let me check. It is a DC 8 plus your proficiency bonus plus your constitution modifier. That's a 14. So he makes it. Shoot. He didn't even take any damage. Yeah, so he takes no damage. Okay. He, like, with his lightning fast machine reflexes, is able to deactivate his condescent eyes before the, the radiant light reaches them. Okay, well, I'm, a, I'm striking him with my friendly axe. Friendly axe. <laughs> What does a friendly axe do versus a normal axe? Well, this is like the item I bought. Yeah, the random axe of kindness. Oh. That's a 23. That hits. And you roll twice because you have advantage because of reckless attack, right? Yeah. Okay. 23 hits. So that's 11. Okay. 473. And then I'm going to attack again with it. Okay. Is this one also at advantage? No, it's only the first attack. Okay. It's only the first attack. It's a 13. That is a miss. Oh, shoot. Wait. The damage was plus two for raging. So another two? Yeah. Okay. An important two points. That's what kills Squadron. That's what saves my family. It's a paper cut. Uh. (laughs) And I guess that's going to be it. Okay. Then that means it's Mud's turn after Mud is Kyborg. How far is uh, Quadrin from uh, Kyborg under the net? Not that far. uh, What did I say? He was like 30 feet? I believe what I said. That's a good number. I wanted that number. (laughs) Um, I need to have exchange real quick with Kyborg in character. Okay. So I can see Kyborg from the house. Yes. Hey, Kyborg! Yes! (laughs) Do you want to get really big? Absolutely. Okay, I cast Polymorph. (gasps) The spell transform a creature you can see within range into a new form. If he's willing, there's no checks. I'm very willing. That's why you asked for consent? Yeah. And the, the creature can be the same CR rating as the character's level. So I can basically turn him into any creature I want because CR rating. Up CR 8? Yeah. Because you're level It eight. only goes up like 6. Um, so I turn Kyborg into a uh, mammoth. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I figure it's considered a huge beast. I figured that's enough to get that net off of him. Yeah, the net is still on him, but it's no longer restraining him. It's now like it's on more his like back. A it's like chainmail. Right, like how you put a blanket on the back of a yeah. horse before you get on it, like that. That's like a doily or whatever those things are. Or since Kyborg was so cute with his performance earlier, it can be like a big bonnet on his head. Yeah, that's right. Like, oh, the big baby. Mud just uh, claps his hands together, like, you know, wiping dust off and just goes, all right, he's all yours. I just want to point out this mammoth is limited in the actions it can perform by the nature of its new form. It can't speak, cast spells, or take any other action that requires hands or speech. Yep, that's fine. The target's gear melts into the new form. It's kind of like when I, um, when I wild shake. Mm -hmm. Okay. As far as uh, where gear goes. All right. Is that it for you, Mud? Yep, that's it. All right. Kyborg. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping. I had my fingers crossed. Please make him not talk. It was either that or you were going to go into like a uh, Raymond Ramon Gomer. Oh, Ray Romano from uh, Ice Age. That's what it is. Ray Romano. Raymond Ramon. I couldn't remember what his name is. Like, everyone loves Raymond. I know that's the show. Ray Ramon. (laughs) Raymond Ramon. What do you want to do, big boy? Uh, Okay, so I've got two options. One is stomp. It's melee weapon attack plus 10 to hit. Uh, reach. What was that? <laughs> you pointed at something. He's gonna do a trampling charge. I'll tell him that. If the mammoth moves at least twenty feet straight toward a creature and then hits it with a gore attack on the same turn, that target must succeed a DC eighteen strength saving throw or be knocked prone. If the target is prone, the mammoth can make one stop attack against <laughs> it as a bonus action. Jeez. We're gonna trample charge. Okay. 
Who? Mud? <laughs> I'm in the house too. That would just be him destroying his childhood home. Uh, okay, so what kind of save do I need to make? The target must succeed on a DC 18 strength saving throw or be knocked from. Okay, I'm going to roll. I do want to point out Quadrant has a plus eight on this save. Oh, it was a 13, then it popped over to a one. Ah, that's, yeah! that's, that's a nine. Cool. That's a nine. That's a critical fail, too. <laughs> Oh, it is. So you uh, you charge at Quadrant. You knock him down onto the ground. Right. So if the target is prone, the mammoth can make one stomp so attack against it, it as a bonus action. You need to do a, a gore first, and then you get to do a stomp. So I'm going to gore him, which is a melee weapon attack. Plus wait, wait, 10 he's to a gorephobic, though. <laughs> uh, reach 10, which is one target. One. <laughs> Hit 25, 4d8 plus 7 piercing damage. All right, so make your attack roll. So it's d20 plus whatever the two hit is in that description. Okay. Uh, That's a 16. Yeah. Yeah. Which actually does hit. Ha ha. And then I do uh, 48. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Isn't this just like how you remember? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like how you remember. Okay, so I rolled a 4, 1, 1, and 4. That's 10 points. Can I do an inspiration die or is that just D20s? No, that's only D20s. Okay, and then that's plus 7. So it's 17. 17. <laughs> I make myself laugh. <laughs> Mike is laughing. All right, 17 points of damage. Uh, yeah, so you charge at Quadrant, knock him over, gore him with a tusk, and I assume now you're going to make a, a stomp on him if as a bonus If the target action? is prone, the mammoth can make one stomp. Now. Yeah, so then that's a plus 10 to hit. Roll a d20. Roll a d20 plus 10. Coaching Blaine on how to... Uh, perform actions as a different creature. Well, D&D Beyond makes it so easy. You just click. Yeah. What am I doing? Click. I've had you to learn how to actually do this. It's yeah. an 11 plus 10. So 21. Yeah, 21. Hits. Okay. So 48. Another 48? <laughs> He's gonna oh, no, no. Sorry. This is 4D10. 4D10. <laughs> She's going to drop below 400. I just, I know we can't win this, but I figure we might as well have fun while we're doing it. 21. Okay. Plus seven. So 28. Plus seven. Okay. And <laughs> don't I get a second attack? No, you don't get your abilities. Oh. You are a mammoth. Okay. Sorry, you are not Kyborg. Stretch that. Anything else you can do, Kyborg? Um, I mean, I am just stuck in this state, I believe. So I just roar at Quadrant. Oh, how does that sound? Uh, should I do a performance check and then I'll determine yes. based on that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll say you make it with advantage because you are a mammoth. You have all the right equipment to make this. I was uh, going to say, yeah. we're also in the snow. So this was 15 and a 1. Uh, and then uh, Mike is going to really boost this with sound effects. So it'll be something like a... <laughs> you just vomit all over <laughs> Make me an athletics check. Okay. Uh, 10. Is it worth a three roll? Your call. What is it? I haven't said. I just asked for it. You just wanted an athletics check. I got an inspiration die. Could do it. Nah, it's not worth it. Go ahead, 10. You see like a flash of Kyborg in the eyes of the mammoth, and you think for a second it's going to try to jump into the air and do a backflip. Uh, but then you, 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 you see that uh, sanity comes through into its eyes, and it decides against it. Uh, I want to do an inspiration die. <laughs> Should I do it? Can I do it? Yeah, if you want to. Oh, my God. I got I to gotta do a backflip as a giant mammoth. All right. Inspiration die. <laughs> 20. <laughs> the mammoth, it doesn't seem physically possible. The mammoth jumps into the air and does a backflip. <laughs> it catches itself with its tusks and rights itself at the last That's second so and lands cool. on all four. I'm so sad this isn't an animated show. <laughs> Is that it for you, Kyborg? That's it. Okay. From the ground uh, where he's laying down, you hear Quadrin shout out. You half-footed humanoids never learn. <laughs> Your loved ones mean everything to you, but my squadron of squadrons mean nothing to me. 
I see him push a button on one of his arms and hear a beep, 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 beep. The sound seems to be coming from all of the squadrons and it's getting louder. Kyborg, you look down to see two orange eyes flashing near your feet from the head of a squadron. Your mother shouts out, Kai, take cover! Go left, hurry! A deafening explosion sends everyone flying. A barrage of metallic shrapnel and bolts shower the entire village. You feel your head throbbing, your ears ringing, and all you can see is black smoke and flames. Kyborg, other than some minor cuts and bruises, you feel fine, except you can't seem to move. It feels like you're trapped beneath something. No, oh no. wait, someone. Lying on top of you is an elf with fiery red hair, your mother, Crystalena. Her eyes flutter for a moment. Kai, <coughs> are you okay? She coughs again, but this time blood <coughs> splatters into the snow. Oh my god. She pushes herself off of you. I'm, I'm fine, Kai. I just need my bow and my... Her eyes drift back as she collapses into the snow, unmoving. Lodged into her back near her quiver is a piece of shrapnel the size of an axe. You lift your eyes and see your father and sister are lying but a few feet away, their skin blackened and motionless. Just beyond them, a four-armed figure steps through the smoky haze holding a scroll. He looks around at the smoldering carnage. <sighs> Such a waste. I could have added their arms to my collection. Now, where is that diagem? He opens up the scroll and begins examining what looks to be a map. I'm actually tearing up a bit. <laughs> that's, that's so sad. Wait, are you are you still a mammoth though? Just curious. I think I probably slapped me. <laughs> well, out actually, that's a good question. How much damage does this explosion do? It uh, it seems like the explosion almost resets your memory. Yeah. Things seem to be like to have like yeah, have like jumped back <laughs> to a more uh, a more uh, true retelling. Uh, Kyborg, you see that Quadrant is distracted. Your equipment seems to be scattered amongst the snow, but within reach is your mother's longbow and quiver of arrows. Oh, you know I'm going to take that shot. Take that shot. All right. Ooh, 23. Kydelius's arrow soars through the shroud of smoke and zips past some blazing debris. The arrow catches on fire and strikes Quadrant squarely in one of his orange eyes. Quadrant yanks the arrow from his now dimmed eye socket and hurls it to the ground. The rest of his eyes meet yours, and before you know it, he's lunged toward you and pinned you to the ground. Now, now. Fair is fair. How does the saying go? He raises an arm, brandishing a scimitar blade. An eye for an arm. His blade plunges into your right shoulder, keeping it from your body. Quadrant holds up the severed limb. Looks like you won't be needing this anymore. But don't worry. I'll hold on to it for you. (laughs) Quadrant stands up and tosses the map onto a pile of smoldering ash. Its corners begin to burn up, but not before you see three wards flash across your eyes. Flats of Tabul. And the last thing you see before you black out is Quadrant marching off with your right arm. You were supposed to flee! (laughs) He's leaving leaving now! (laughs) It was a delayed command. (laughs) You want to find out what happens next, you have to tune in for the next episode of Tales from the Stinky Dragon. Man. No, that's why it's doesn't that don't you want to forgive me for all of my wrongdoings now that you know what made me the way that I am? He's admitting uh, that they're wrong. He's finally admitting they're wrong. This is the personal growth we've been looking for. I, mean, I don't know any better. I lost my family at a young age and it was really horrifying. I mean it's just a little kyborg. <laughs> have we given a shout out to Smarsh's King yet in our stuff? I don't know if we have. We need to. It's not an appropriate time. We gotta mourn the loss of my family, John. Well, but we can still mourn it with a shirt. <laughs> a shirt. Of your new family, Smarsh. <laughs> Smarsh is king. Yeah, after playing through a very sad memory, let's play through a fond memory. Remember Smarsh. Yeah, we just did that, like, so, such awful... 
terrible, gruesome memory. And then I'm like, let's go back on the pirate ship with Captain March. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was fun and delightful. That was much more fun. <laughs> yeah. All right, but yeah, uh, check out store.roosterteeth.com. Pick up some Stinky Dragon merch, including the brand new Smarsh is King shirt. Uh, and we'll be back again next week with another episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Quadrant!